Well, 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 beautiful people, best damn nation. It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I am your humble host, Brian Renegade. Thank you for joining the show. You could be anywhere in the world, but you ain't right here watching your boys each and every Wednesday, and we appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So tell your uncles and them, your mama and them that the best damn wrestling podcast is on. And we appreciate you showing us love each and every Wednesday. Uh, for everybody that's in Radio Land on Spotify, All Heart Radio, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can listen to the best damn podcast each and every week. We got all kind of episodes for you, man. Uh, today, Today, uh, we had to make some adjustments. Our uh, guests had to reschedule, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? We got more interviews for you. We're going to play a good oldie from last week, man, just in case you missed it with the great Caprice Coleman, man. So we appreciate uh, you standing by us real quick. Look, I want to go over a couple things that happening in the world and in the world of wrestling. Uh, but I'm going to go to the entertainment side, man. First of all, I would be remiss if I did not wish hip-hop a happy 50th anniversary. I grew up on hip-hop, blues, R&B, jazz, uh, so all of those influences of black music has, has inspired the world, and you know, the hip-hop culture has inspired everyone, um, and it's a beautiful thing when people can get together and, and celebrate over a love of music. So uh, I just wanted to share this one uh, post uh, that had Method Man, Buster Rhymes and 50 Cent on it, man. The boys look buff, man. They make me brother, you know, they make a brother want to get back in the gym. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get back in shape. All of these brothers are in their 40s and 50. I think Method Man is 50. I think Buster Rhymes is like 52. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just wanted to show the you know, some hip-hop legends, man. And if you want the hip-hop, man, just listen to all of your old favorites. You know what I'm saying? I can't really get into a lot of the music that's going on nowadays. It's all over the place. All over the place. Ain't no love. Don't nobody sing about love no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody want to be a dope boy. You're not a hot girl. No, no. We need some scholars. Some doctors, some lawyers. You know what I'm saying? Some inspiration to the community. That's what we need. You know what I'm saying? But hip-hop has, has inspired and influenced uh, all of those. So look, for me, and the Celebrate Hip-Hop, man, go ahead and listen to your favorite track, whether it's Biggie, whether it's Lauryn Hill, whether it's Tupac, Ice Cube, you know what I'm saying? If you go down to the trap, if you listen to T.I., you know what I'm saying? If you listen to 2 Chains, go up north, listen to 50 Cent, you know, Anything that you know, whatever kind of music floats your boat, but we celebrating hip hop. Happy birthday, hip hop! Fifty years of uh, change of society, making people who have who don't have a voice gives them a voice. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just wanted to start off the show before I started talking about wrestling. And to be honest with you, man, all of these guys are, have at some point have been wrestling fans. You know what I'm saying? I know Method Man is a huge wrestling fan. He had on a shirt that said he was a Paul Heyman guy. Hmm? 
You know what I'm saying? So you know uh, Method Man always supports the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, shout out to hip-hop and uh, all the contributions that it's made to uh, our society. You know what I mean? It's made a lot of people rich. Uh, it has made, changed a lot of people's lives for the better. You know what I'm saying? So salute to hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? I had to stop the show off like that. You know, that's, that, that's just me. Uh, also, people, let's go ahead and get into wrestling, man, because um, it was somebody who I really liked her character. Let's go ahead and, and, and blow out the smoke. It's Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans has contractually left the WWE. She changed her social media handle. Um, she's gone. I actually love the old Lacey Evans character, and then when they switched over to this Marine Combat Commando, just, I don't know, it was just weird, man, but, you know what I'm saying, we want to wish uh, Lacey Evans Godspeed. Uh, this is coming from Sports Skeeter. They kind of took off the, uh, the alumni roster for WWE. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? I think somebody pick up Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is a great character. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she might go to Impact and do something with that women's division. Maybe she might go to AEW. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are thinking that she might go to AEW and Tony Khan is going to pick her up. I don't know. Um, she could be a lot better in the ring. She was super sloppy at a lot of times. And I wanted her to win the championship at one point. But then I don't know what happened. She kind of just didn't really put a lot into the craft. Her character was good. Her character work was really good. But for some strange reason, uh, in ring did not translate too well, and she could have been one of the greats. Maybe she might leave and come back. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, Lacey Evans is living her best life, you know what I'm saying? Guns out, buns out, you know. She, so she's been putting a lot of content out, and I've even seen some things where her fans are asking her to start the OnlyFans. Everybody ain't got to start their OnlyFans, but you know, wherever Lacey decides to do. Godspeed to you, my sister. You know what I'm saying? Godspeed to Lacey Evans. Oh, man. Let me take it to a serious note real quick because uh, there was a a lot of devastation that just happened in Hawaii. Um, there was wildfires that was burning, uh, destroying homes. Uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people have been displaced. Uh, people are needing help and aid. And, um, you know, anything that you can do to support uh, these people who are in need, you know, you can donate. Um, but I'm going to let you listen to the words of the great Dwayne Johnson. Um, he is calling for people's support during this hard time. So let's listen to Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. Now all of you around the world have seen the complete destruction and devastation that has hit our Hawaiian islands, our island of Maui. And I'm completely heartbroken over this. And I know all of you are too. Everything that I've seen transpire over these past couple of days, everything that continues to transpire hour by hour and minute by minute, it, it's, it's, all, it's all heartbreaking. Thank you guys around the world for all of your love and your support, your light 
your prayers. Thank you for sending them to the islands of Hawaii, the people of Hawaii. And for you guys who want to donate and support in any way that you can, check the link in my bio. Uh, I'll even drop it down here in my copy. Um, I have been speaking with organizations on the ground who have boots on the ground, and um, I will continue to get as much information as possible. There's so many needs. Yeah, man, uh, that's Dwayne the Rock Johnson talking about devastation that's happened in uh, in, in Maui, Hawaii. So, um, you know, if you got a heart, if you want to support different platforms that you can go on to uh, be able to support those missions and support those things. So uh, go support and spread some love, man, and give some people some help that need it. Well, beautiful people. Now uh, all of you around the of the best damn crew just popped on. Uh, he is uh, the ultimate entrepreneur. Um, he is a photographer. A philanthropist, a creative. He is the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, the genie of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, and the dawn of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. The one and only LP is in the building. What's going on, man? What's happening, LPZ? Not much, same old, same old, trying to, trying to grind it out. Trying to grind it out, man. What you got going on, brother? Uh, well, right now, I'm, I've been doing a lot of editing. and I had a big event this past weekend, so I'm trying to get caught up on all my all my clients' uh, editing and photos and all that kind of good stuff. Oh, man. You know I, you know, I know how that go. <laughs> yeah, people don't even realize you spend more time editing than you do actually shooting, and that's the fun part, you know? So... Uh, you know, LP, I think we should do a little segment, man, kind of kind of offline, just of, of photographers, man, and uh, probably answer some questions, you know, give some tips. You know, maybe me, you, and Rick can get on the line and do something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, man, I dig it. I dig it. Well, look, man. Um, have you checked out any wrestling this week, LP? Uh, a little bit here and there. I, I'm, I've been kind of, I've been kind of in my feelings about wrestling lately. So, I, but I've been keeping <laughs> up here and there. Oh yeah. man, what you in your feelings for? I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like it ain't good. Um, I think the whole Jimmy, the whole Jimmy thing just threw me off, and I ain't been, I ain't been, I ain't been, uh. I ain't been invested since. Like I'm done with the bloodline. I don't even watch bloodline stuff right now. I'm just, I'm just so over what they got going on. Man, well, let's talk about it a little bit because we haven't talked about it. And there's a lot of stuff that's been happening, man. We even need to talk about uh, SummerSlam. So uh, I kind of want to brush up on that real quick, man, because it was a lot of stuff that happened recently, and you know that the bloodline storyline is one of the things uh, that's been pretty much keeping. Uh, the company at number one, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but for some reason, the uh, story has kind of hit a snag, and there's some things that they were trying to explain uh, that happened mainly during SummerSlam. Uh, we all thought that Jay Uso was going to win the match 
against Roman Reigns. We didn't we didn't think, but he looked it looked like he was gonna win. Uh he hit Roman with a spear, got on top of the ropes, did the Uso splash, uh one, two, and then he got pulled out the ring by this mysterious black hooded figure. And he pulled off the mask, and it was his twin brother, Jimmy Uso, who betrayed him and turned his back on his brother. And the whole reason that Jay was fighting Roman Reigns was to avenge his brother, Jimmy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if this ain't the ultimate telenovela, I don't know what is. Um then Jimmy came on uh, SmackDown this past Friday, man, and tried to explain why he did it. And everybody was like, you sold out. You sold out. Why, Jimmy? Why? And Jimmy's excuse was, I didn't want my brother Jay to become like you. I didn't want him to be a selfish, arrogant piece of shit like you. Oh, man. And a lot of people are angry about how it ended. And then, to be honest with you, Jay Uso, on camera, after he had the altercation and, and kicked this brother in the face, he didn't forgive me, just kicked him in the face, uh, kicked Roman, and then uh, kicked Uso, man, and left and said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm gone. I'm leaving this ring. I'm leaving the bloodline, and I'm leaving the WWE. LP, let's talk about it real quick, man. You say you hated it. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about this Bloodline segment, man, and where they're going from here, man. And um, I believe that they let Jay Uso kind of leave so that they can, you know, either extend the story or or tell a different type of story or add layers onto it or try to figure out what they're going to do next. But let's talk about it, LP. What do you think about how Jay Uso decided to leave and how the company decided to eventually kind of put a pause in the bloodline storyline. Uh, I think they don't have no idea what they're doing. I think I think they wrote themselves in the corner. Um the moment that it there was nothing that Jay I mean there was nothing that Jimmy could have said that would have made sense. Like there was nothing he could have said that made sense because that didn't make sense. Like it didn't it didn't make no sense at all. To the whole reason why all this Jimmy started all of it, so I don't know why they decided to do this swerve. I guess they thought it was gonna be bigger than it was, and then they realized people hated it. Um, I don't know. I, I it just it just it just really just turned me off. And I've noticed in a lot of wrestling groups and TikToks and stuff like that, a lot of people have said the same thing. Like now they're just they're just turned off from it. Um. Because it's getting the NWO status. Like when NWO went too long and they started splitting the groups up and they started doing all this because they didn't have nothing else. And like right now, that's where they, that's where they kind of headed. Because like, where can, what's the ultimate payoff? Jimmy nor Jay or Solo is going to beat Roman for the belt. So what is the, what is the ultimate payoff? Like when you get invested in these stories, you want some kind of payoff at the end. And I just feel like they just don't have nothing. They don't. They don't have no idea what they're gonna do. I think it had a great run. It was the best storyline in wrestling at one point in time. It'll always be that. But I just think it's ran its course. I think that they ran it into the ground. You know, it's like 
for all the people who play video games, you ever played a, a video game like Grand Theft Auto, right? And you 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 get a car, you steal the car, and you're like, oh man, I stole the car, I done got away with it. And then you're driving and you're going as fast as you can in a clear lane, and all of a sudden you just hit something or you hit somebody. You know what I'm saying? And you kind of just ruin your car, your brand new car. That you got. It's kind of like that. It's like they 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 had something. And then they started running with it. You know what I mean? And then they start trying to make all these changes and shifts and stuff. And it's almost like they ran into a tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now they got to figure out what they're going to do now. You know what I'm saying? So I don't like how they kind of ruined the story. I would have rather they continued the bloodline and them got back together and then started showing cracks after the second chance, you know what I'm saying? I would rather them still be together and then cause a havoc and, and driving the WWE forward than everybody breaking up and then you trying to figure out what's going on. Now, it's, it's just like like you mentioned before uh, when we were talking about the, the TV series From or uh, The Walking Dead. Like It's going on too long and now you're trying to do something. Uh, to swerve the people, but you got to realize that the, the wrestling fans are smart now, man, and you have more content than you ever have. Gambling on a storyline like that is very, very tricky. You know what I'm saying? It is going to go really well, or it ain't. And if, if they have a, a, a third act or a third half that's completely better than what we've already seen, then it'll make sense to me. It'll be worth it. But right now, I don't see it. I don't see, like you said, I don't see where the payoff is with the whole bloodline uh, separating. You know what I'm saying? Where does this leave Solo? Who is Roman's next challenger if it's not Jimmy or Jay? Who on SmackDown is going to step up? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is I think they're doing a lot of it because they're trying to protect Roman. And make it so he don't have no matches, but at the same time they've thrown themselves in a in a worse shape because now y'all done that and now people don't like it because it doesn't make sense. Like that moment was it was nothing shocking about that moment. It just was stupid. Like I just could not get over how stupid it. I I, I literally was I was like Randy Orton when he was like with Kofi Kingston. This stupid. Stupid, like that's, that's all. That's all I can say was, like, what? And I think, and even the fan reaction, um, was the same thing. I think that uh, I, I really think they started feeling themselves a little too much. I think Paul Heyman and them kind of felt like, no matter what we do, they're gonna rock with it, so we can kind of do whatever we want to do, and that's the problem. Like, I really think that's the. Um, that's the problem right there. I think if Paul Heyman is still driving the reins, then I'm okay with the story and where it's going to go. I, I think Paul has, you know, he's going to protect his investments. But for some reason, the, like I said, this, this storyline is, is just not, it, I, I wish it didn't end like that. You know, I really wish that it would have been some kind of climax and Jay would have won, and then you could have still continued the story 
You know what I'm saying? And Roman loses nothing by losing the belt. Because he can still carry the story on and then get it back in some type of way. It would have made sense for him to lose it and then get it again. But I'm not sure. Like I say, I don't know where they're going with this. And I don't really see anybody on SmackDown really stepping to Roman like that. You know, Bobby Lashley is back, but I think they, they've thrown hints at a new bloodline uh, with Bobby and, and the Street Profits. But what'd you say? I said a new hurt business. You said bloodline. Did I? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The new hurt business. Um, so we we going to see. And then to be honest with you, they got to build that up. You can't just go and throw uh, the hurt business at the bloodline or the hurt business and Bobby at, at Roman right now. You got to build that group up because to be honest with you, Bobby has to be reintroduced to a SmackDown crowd. Everybody knows who Bobby Lashley is, but they got to do some build-up. I think that the two flashes that they've shown Bobby with the suits and interacting with uh, both the street business and um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, those are great. But now I want to see Bobby wrestle, man. I want to see Bobby rip somebody's head off. You know what I'm saying? And they need to start booking him on matches. I don't know what was going on, but you need uh, something to fill that void. And then with LA Knight jumping between SmackDown and Raw, I'm not even sure. He, I think he's still on SmackDown, but he's been on Raw quite a few uh, times. You know what I'm saying? I think that he can be that megastar, but you still have to build him up because people still, like he's hot right now, but a lot of people still don't believe LA Knight. You know what I'm saying? So who's going to be that next challenger for Roman Reigns? Nobody. Hmm. Nobody because they don't, they don't have no idea. Nobody. They're going to keep on keeping Cody you know, doing all this other stuff that really don't make no sense. And no, nobody on SmackDown is even coming close to any contender he can have is really on Raw. So it's like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I just really think I really think they have lost the fans uh, with this last stuff, and I, I don't know if they can get them back because everybody, everybody was really uh was really pissed off. Well, I, to be honest with you, I think I think it might be a blessing in disguise for some people if somebody can start filling that void. I think LA Knight has a has a a good natural organic fan base that's, that's growing. Um, but now there's a void. It's, it's a, it's a little gap and whoever can squeeze in that gap and start pulling the SmackDown crowd on their side, man, and start giving amazing matches on SmackDown could possibly be uh, a great contender for Roman Reigns. But, like I said, you know, you have that void, and all the big guys are on Smack are on uh, Monday Night Raw. I hope they're not going to try to pitch Carry and Cross to Roman Reigns. I would hate to see that. Um, I would get super pissed off. AJ Styles is a is a great contender for Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? You need to start making some matches, man. You need to start having Roman really start defending his belt. And now that he doesn't really have the bloodline around him and Solo was kind of looking at Roman sideways, who now it's the time to step up. Like Shinsuke Nakamura, when he stepped up to Seth Rollins, he came and he was on a tag team uh, 
a match with Seth Rollins and 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 Cody Rhodes, and then they they uh, actually won the match, and then Shinsuke turned around to kick Seth Rollins in the face, and people was like, "Why, why, why you do that? Why you do that?" We all knew why he did that. He won't get you looked at like that. He needed he needed to be able to to cause some stir and attention and, and to be able to get himself a match. Now he has a match against Seth Rollins. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but that's going to be an absolute banger. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth freaking Rollins. But somebody needs to do that same thing on SmackDown. Somebody. Yeah, but they're not. They, they, they too busy. They're too busy trying to protect Roman. That's the problem. Stop, stop protecting Roman and let him actually you know let him do some stuff like Roman's the only champion I've ever seen that just he's more protected than any champion I've ever seen before in my life. He's more protected than John Cena. He's more protected than anyone. And all they're doing, the more they protect him, it just this is like let's say Roman gets hurt right now. Like supposedly he already supposed to be hurt anyway, or he's supposed to be taking some little bit of breaks. Right. If, if Roman leaves right now, now y'all gotta scramble. Trying to figure out who y'all gonna push next or who's gonna be the next person. Where there should already be four or five people already active. When Triple H was gone for six months, it didn't matter because you had Stone Cold, The Rock, Kurt Angle, Undertaker. When The Rock was going to Hollywood, you had Chris Jericho, <laughs> Triple H, The Undertaker, Stone Cold. Like they had so many people in places that it didn't matter when a top star gone. Like right now, y'all put Roman as this the top star of the top star and nobody else's top stars. Like, I don't know. I'm, 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 I've been feeling like another thing that pisses me off too is, uh, KO was hurt, but when Lil Morgan got hurt, they made them girls fight for the belt and took the belts from them. So I guess with KO being hurt, y'all just going to let the tag belt sit there until KO come back. And let's yeah, I think I think that's I think that's crazy too. Let's talk about that real quick, because uh, I do feel like that the tag team belts are being held hostage, man, both for the females and for the males. And I don't know what's going on because the tag team division was red hot, especially when the Usos had the belt. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I think they still should break up the belts. I think if this if this is not the perfect time to do it, then win. Mm. If this is not the perfect time to break up the SmackDown belt and the Raw belt, the win is a good time. The women don't have a the NXT women don't have a tag team belt right now. You have, and then the the women's division, the two tag team champions uh, are um, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville just got hurt, so she just had uh, I think it was a ankle surgery or, or something something went. Uh, or her ankle or her leg, but she just she just had surgery. So she's going to be out. And then Piper Niven or Dewdrop <laughs> just kind of stepped in to say, I'm going to be your new partner. She ain't had to like, you know, like interview or nothing. She just stepped in and said, I'm going to be your partner. So now we have this makeshift tag team that we don't even know if they can work together or entertain the fans. And then with, with Sami Zayn, I don't know what Sa Sammy is in limbo right now. He just helping out everybody. He ain't even he ain't even having matches himself. He listen after the bloodline storyline, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn kind of had to stand on their own, and and they had some 
flashes of brilliance, but that kind of fizzled out. And now that Kevin Owens is hurt, Sammy Zayn just got hurt. He had a tennis elbow, but then he was able he was able to be cleared by the doctors to uh, compete. But man, like. Let the tag team belts go, man. Let the mother cat shine, bro. You got like all these tag teams that's just sitting there. Alpha Academy is red hot right now. They just kind of sitting there. Even though Chad Gable has a has a match against uh Gunther next week. Put put the tag team belts on somebody. Somebody. Give me a tag team turmoil match. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it don't it don't make no sense for for and I know Triple H in that little interview said he treating the men and women the same. Like, no, you don't, dude. Because when Liv Morgan got hurt, y'all made that y'all made them fight and lose the belts. So y'all can't do the same thing with. I think that was maybe they was about to start doing something with KO and, and Sammy, and maybe KO ain't gonna be gone that long. So maybe that's why they doing it. But yeah, just like you said, like this their stories went down because they're not. They're not building nobody's stories. Like you really can look the new day. Like I, I saw them come back. Uh, I guess uh, this week and Xavier Woods was looking like mystical with them damn plaques in his damn. I don't know. Danger. I don't know. I don't know, what the, I don't know what the hell that was about. But like they need, they need something. Like the new day, the new day is nothing. Like they ain't got nothing going on. Matt Riddle, he's another guy who don't got nothing going on. All he do is just jump around from person to person. Drew McIntyre, they just gonna try to put him on Matt Riddle for the for some tag. Like, come on, man! Like they got so many people that they don't have nothing to do. Like everybody literally has nothing to do. Rey Mysterio winning the freaking belt from Austin Theory. Come on, man! Like who's yeah. y'all wanted, wanted to make him a Grand Slam champion? Y'all could have did that to Sheamus. Seamus was that's all he's only one belt away. If that's the case, so yes. It would it would have made more sense. I mean, and I know why they why they I don't know why they did that. I thought that Pablo uh Escobar, I mean uh, Santa, uh Santos Escobar, I thought for sure that he was gonna compete and then when Austin Theory kind of took him out. For Ray Mysterio to kind of step up, I mean, I appreciate it, and I like the moment. The moment was cool, and it's great for Ray because you know the LWO is one of the hottest factions right now, especially on SmackDown. So I get that, but it would have made more sense if you would have let LA Knight take the belt. It would have made more sense if you would have let, um. Who's another another person that's on SmackDown that's doing real good right now? Um, give me a name, LP. Uh, what's it? I mean, Escobar. Yeah, you, you just did you say him? Yeah, Santos. I said Santos. Yeah, it would have made more sense if you would have put it on Santos. Um, it's a lot of people that deserve a shot, man. And for you know Ray Mysterio to get it, I get, I get it, and I'm happy that Ray got it. But you're right. Sheamus could have got that bill. Sheamus has been red hot, firing on all cylinders for, for about a solid three years, bro. Hell, hell, I don't even remember too many times where he's stopped. So it would have made sense if you would have put the bill on Sheamus. But 
I don't know. I don't know where they. I don't know where they're going. And then with Drew McIntyre, I can see what Drew's frustration is, man. You know what I'm saying? He just had a match against Guthrie, and that was a great match that he had with Guthrie. But Guth at the end of that match, Guthrie straight put uh uh <laughs> he put a Mortal Kombat combination on Drew McIntyre. And then the, the with the power bomb that it finished him with the power bomb at the end. You know what I'm saying? So I think why isn't Drew McIntyre pointed towards uh Seth Rollins? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I definitely think Seth is going to lose his belt. I, I kind of think that Seth is going to lose his belt uh, to uh, to Finn Balor. I don't know why Finn, why I think if Finn Balor gets another shot, he's going to lose it and Damian Priest going to cash it in. Hold up. How many shots does Finn Balor get, bro? He don't need no more, but I kind of feel like they're going to do that just to, just to make Damian, uh, uh, Damian Priest. I think Damian Man. Priest is going to cash in on him. Man, they need to leave that alone, bro. If he didn't do it at SummerSlam, it ain't going to make sense no other time. How many times is, is Finn Balor going to get a shot at the title? Why ain't nobody – why hasn't Drew gotten a shot at the title yet? All of these guys – why isn't Cody Rhodes going after the belt? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make no sense. And who who it knows? Makes sense, bro. And this and Seth Rollins is. I don't know if he's a he's a baby face or if he's a heel. He, he's really heelish, but he's. He, I guess he's kind of muttering that line of heel baby face. You know what I'm saying? But yo, give Seth some matches. His his title matches to me have been boring. Although I enjoy when Seth comes out to the ring. I enjoy him dancing in his music hit, and I enjoy his outfits that he has on. Seth is is entertaining, but in the main event, I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of the times, I kind of fall asleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right, because it's a three hour show. So if I'm watching that at night, I'm I'm not going more than like unless I'm up for something. I'm not catching that that last fight. But I haven't. I don't know. I just. I just think that there should be more competition on both Raw and SmackDown. I just, I just think, I just think the build-ups. If the build-ups were better, then I think the matches you could be more invested. Like they even with the match with him and Matt Riddle, they tried to build it up, but the only thing they built it up was kept on having them try to fight each other, and they try to make it personal. Like even with that, you gotta, you gotta do better. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of copy and paste stuff going on right now. Even with um. When LA Knight came out with the with uh the Miz, and you know I'm a huge Miz fan, but the Miz did his regular promo. I've been here. He start yelling, and he does his same promo. It get it gets old for people that don't pay attention, but right. that's damn near the same promo he did with Daniel Bryant. And I got kicked out of the locker room, and blah 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 blah. Like like that. I think I, I think that could help LA Knight get over. But yeah. LA Knight is already over. Like, how much over do you want the man to be? To give y'all had the perfect chance to give the man the belt at SummerSlam, which would have made your pay per view. But no, y'all decide not to have nobody fight for the belt, and then y'all gonna have a title change on a SmackDown to uh, I don't know how old Ray Mysterio is, but a old ass Ray Mysterio. So, and now y'all talk even even with the LWO, which is is over for whatever reason. 
they're just the LWO. What do they do? The LWO does not do anything. They're just the LWO. What faction doesn't put fear or do something or win something? They're just there. Well, and you know, to give to to be a, like well, they're fan favorites and they're baby faces. I'm glad they switched over to baby faces because a lot of people are have gravitated towards the LWO. Um, and Santos Escobar is a great wrestler, man. If you actually, if they let him go, he can put on some amazing five star matches. Um, also, his his boys, you know what I'm saying? Um, Cruz and uh, and uh, Joaquin, they are a great tag team. That's on them. Listen, they will put, they will have a a great tag team rivalries with a lot of people. Hell, put the belt on Hit Row. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, let, let me let me talk. Let's talk about Hit Row for a second. I know we're kind of jumping around, but it's the free show today. <laughs> Let's talk about Hit Row real quick. Um, why do you feel like Hit Row is almost kind of being buried? Do you feel that way, LP? I mean, they 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 gave them they gave them ample opportunity to do something, but I don't completely bring I don't completely blame Hit Row because they're not the writers. I mean, Hit Row can only do. Well, you know, even when they first came back and people might, I guess there are a few people that was excited about it. Other than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm I'm not an NXPT person, so I didn't give a shit. But I know other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like when they when they was there and I, I know they missing a member, I guess I keep on hearing about the member they was missing, but that member can't make that much of a difference. Shane like Strickland, Swerve Strickland, yeah. He he was he was he was that guy. He's down in, in AEW and he's made a he's made a name for himself in AEW, but I think he's kind of being muddled. I think that he would really, really, really shine if he came back to WWE. But you know, AEW allowed him to dig into his, his character bag and now he's doing something that's that's very interesting. Um with this this mobile affiliates kind of kind of faction. But I'm not sure if they really gonna push him as a champion, man. He he takes us some tag team gold. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it from there. But when Hit Row was together, when uh, Swerve Strickland was in Hit Row, man, I think that that dynamic of of the two uh, of Top Dollar and 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 uh, Swerve Strickland and uh, Ashante and and B Fab. I like that dynamic and what they were doing with it. It's almost similar to what Swerve Strickland is doing now at AEW. But I think that they they really are dropping the ball, man. And Top Dollar really could step up. When he had a match against LA Knight, even though LA Knight beat uh, Top Dollar, Top Dollar sold LA Knight's move so well that it looked devastating. And I've seen LA Knight hit that blood frost trauma before, and it's like a lot of people don't take it well. You know what I'm saying? Some people take it soggy, it's super flat, or it's on the side, you know, or it's kind of like a misstep if the cameraman show in, in a different direction. But Top Dollar 
I don't think he gets the credit that he needs for that sale job because that was really good. And if I'm if I'm management, I'm like, dang, he made that look really good. He made LA Knight look really good. Um, but I don't know what Hero needs to do. Maybe they need another another member. Maybe they need actual leader, or maybe Top Dollar needs to really step up as a leader, man, and and start showing what he can actually do in the ring. Maybe he needs to change his outfit. Maybe that's it. He look like <laughs> he look. He got like the uh, created player starter pack outfit <laughs> for a black dude. You know what I'm what saying? What they should have did, what they should have did was when, when Michael Cole kept on messing with him, they should have had him go over there and beat the shit out of Michael Cole. Like, that beat his ass down. And that would have had them more of a heel other than this. All of a sudden, they just decided to start talking trash to the crowd. Like, no, they should have beat the brakes off of Cole. And then that would have made them, you know, that would have made them more feared or anything because like right now they're just you know they're just there like a lot of other people but yeah nobody nobody. Them. they pose no threat to nobody and I, and I hate that if one guy can make both of y'all look bad and then it, it's just it just don't <laughs> it just don't sit well with me man because I think the hit row could really be something and do something and I was super excited when they first came to the main roster but you know a lot of NXT talent doesn't always translate to the main roster. In NXT, we knew what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? But in the main roster, I don't know. Maybe the writers don't know what to do with them. Maybe they putting them in a super generic kind of bubble like they did Crime Time and a couple of other, um, other teams, man. But I don't know. I want to see them actually do something, but it don't look like they're going to do anything in the future, they had one small period of time uh, right before uh, Legato Del Fantasma turned into the LWO where they had one show strength and then that quickly dissipated. So, so man, um, I want to see more what Top Dollar and Ashante can do, man. They can really do something on the main roster if I don't know. I, I, I just really feel like they really need to. I mean, their writing, their writing has not been good like, the past couple of months. Like, I'm not talking about the last couple of shows, just the last couple of months. And it's like, you guys got all this talent. And y'all, and this is Triple H. This is Triple H. I'm not even going to keep on doing the whole blaming Vince. I'm Triple H is at the driver's seat. Especially with Vince probably still recovering for what he can't be doing, but so damn much. But I think a lot of this is, is Triple H for the writers, like, Outside of it's still outside of the bloodline, y'all don't have nobody with no storylines going on. Even the whole they don't need to break the judgment day up, they don't need to break up uh Imperium. They keep on hitting that stuff because none of the members of Imperium are gonna do nothing without Gunther. That they need each other. The the judgment day, they are the, the second best faction right now after the well, after the bloodline or whatever you want to go. Like if you want to say they're the number one now, whatever, but you don't want to break them up. Um, Finn need to stop acting like a little girl. They got Finn acting like a girl every week, and this other, uh, the other little Chris Benoit, uh, watered down version of whoever they got it, <laughs> JD McWhatever, <laughs> JD Madonna. He like a he like a he like a Dollar Tree Chris Benoit. So I guess now, they got. Listen, I, I got. I'm glad you said that because on Monday Night Raw he slapped a a, a cripple. Well, I can't call it a cripple crossface because. Ben Watt just made it look so devastating. 
But he put a, a cross face on Sami Zayn, man, that looked really good. And he got them, I don't know, it's like when you, when you see him, you think that he's a little person because he has a huge head and his body head measurements don't quite equal up. But, and you're thinking that he's a short guy, but then when he's standing across from like um, Finn Balor and and a lot of these guys, he looks like he's about six feet tall, and it's the weirdest thing to me. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing to me. It's like, man, you look like an adult uh, troll doll. You know what I'm saying? I just, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't get it. But JD Madonna can be a really power, a really good power player on Judgment Day. He would fit in really well. I think if they just accepted him, I think they stopped taking members after a certain amount of time. But maybe the Judgment Day needs to add on an, another member or two. And JD Madonna would really fit in like the glove with Judgment Day and what they got going on. You he's know gonna, what he's, he's gonna he's gonna replace Finn Balor. I I can already see it. They got it like he's. Finn's boy, but he's going to be the one that betray Finn and join the Judgment Day if they go that route. Because mm -hmm. I don't see, see Damian Priest leaving because Damian Priest don't got no issues with nobody. Uh, Dom and uh, Rhea, they trying to you know keep it together. Dom don't say nothing whenever he has stuff going on. Mainly be Rhea. So yeah, I, I can see it a mile away. The JD guy trying to creep in from the back door. He's going to be the one to betray Finn. And then maybe they'll try to put Finn back on it. The heel side, but I don't, I mean the the face side, but to me, he Finn Hill is the best he's ever been. Like he don't need to try to go back to being no face. Like this is I don't, even, is I don't even care if Finn Balor doesn't have a belt. You know what I'm saying? Like I like the optics that you know Judgment Day has with Rhea Ripley being a dominant champion that she is. Uh Dominic Mysterio has the North American champion and, and chipping and really putting some light on that. And then Damian Priest is just looming around with the with the um the briefcase. Finn Balor doesn't need a belt to make it complete. It would be nice, and it would be a great optic. But even if he, even if he went after Gunther, why he, why Finn ain't going after Gunther? Because it's Gunther. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. You know, uh, Justin Day has said a lot of stuff, and and really um, say, "Hey, we were in Monday Night Raw." But to be honest with you. Gunther is the threat on Monday Night Raw. Nah, they don't want no down, down, down. Want no that problem? Was, I, I don't I'm, think I'm, they want none of Gunther and Imperium, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't see Fan going after Gunther like that. Even you know, even if he had to wait to get uh, another title shot at the World Heavyweight Championship, man. Even if he got an Intercontinental Championship, the, the aesthetics would still be there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm yeah, they he don't he don't want he don't want no parts. He don't want no parts of that. <laughs> he don't want to feel that chop back. He don't want to yeah. feel that chop. I feel like Gunter's still about to lose it. Either he's gonna lose it right before he get a streak, which would be extremely stupid, or he's gonna lose it right after and he's gonna go right after Seth. I think that's what's gonna happen. Um but if they I, break I would love to see him beat Honky Talk's record. If he can beat the Honky Talk man's record. I think that that will be great because you need new legends, right? Records are meant to be broken. If anybody can beat Honky Talk Man's record, it will be Gunther. And it's believable because he looks undefeatable right now. He just made Drew McIntyre look like a noob. Like he was brand new. 
And that ending, I mean, even though that was one of his, his biggest battles, he still stood up like, hey, can't nobody beat me for this belt. Gunther is the real champion in this whole company, bro. Yeah, and I think the fans, I think the fans really like, you know, they, they like how dominant uh, Gunther is. The fans picking up on a lot of stuff, but WWE just not running with it. When when the street profits jumped the boys not too long ago, the fa- the people went crazy. Like, you know, that was some hell shit. That wasn't no face shit, but they went crazy because of everybody been wanting this to happen. So, like, go ahead and push the gas. They don't need to keep on doing Follow no slow down. Huh? Follow up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't do don't do no more waiting. Like I People kill when they tell me, oh, you got to build no stop all that. No, no, no building, no story. Go ahead and go. That was my biggest thing. Break why? Oh, they build and they build. No, they ain't. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't know what they're going to do with these things. But notice, the fans went crazy <laughs> when them boys in them suits and they and they beat the shit out of them boys in their suits. <laughs> and that's what everybody wants. So, like, WWE just needs to start giving fans what they want. It's not that hard. Y'all, everybody want LA Knight to win. So y'all gonna not let y'all gonna put him in the, the little rumble that didn't have no kind of meaning or whatsoever? No, stop. He he could have that could have easily been the best moment. Maybe they didn't want that his moment to overshadow uh Roman's humble. I guess the end of the storyline. Because if he would have won, wouldn't nobody give a damn about Jimmy J or none of that. If he would have wanted that roar, if he would have wanted the uh, <laughs> the last pay per view. Let let me um. Let me draw a comparison real quick, and maybe you might agree with me. Maybe you might not. Do you remember when uh, Rusev or Miro was wrestling under the name Rusev in WWE? And then uh, he got with um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a he was a, a wrestler and he was a short term uh, commentator for a little bit. But Rusev Day started blowing up. You remember that? Yeah. Rusev Day was super hot. And to the fact that every time Rusev came out, everybody was chanting Rusev Day. Rusev Day. That was probably the hottest that Rusev has ever been in his career. But they did not pull the trigger with Rusev. And I don't know why. And I kind of feel like that same thing with L.A. Knight, that he's hot. And I hope that he can sustain all of that, that, that fire and that, that heat and that passion that he has until his opportunity really comes. And I wouldn't be mad if he, he had a listen, he had an opportunity at SummerSlam. I think he's eventually going to have some type of an opportunity uh, at one of these new pay-per-views that's coming up and leading into Survivor Series. Maybe he might be put on the Survivor Series team or something. I don't know. But I hope that they do strike while the iron is hot and don't wait till he kind of fizzle out and and just, you know, kind of dissipate. Sami Zayn has fizzled out. I'm sorry. Sami Zayn has fizzled out. I still love Sami, but Sami ain't got nothing going on right now. He ain't got no storyline. He's not relevant in any kind of way other than being tag team uh, champions. But his tag team championship run has been lackluster. Let's be let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? I think that the belts was better on the bloodline, on the Usos. Hmm. You don't agree with me? You do? You don't? Maybe. Yeah, I'm 
I'm, the only reason why I would say that's not it's 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 still go back to the writing. It's the writing fault. It ain't their fault. Like they they just need to as soon as they won that belt, they should have got attacked by some tag teams, or they should have you know somebody should they should have had a tag team tournament and they should have kept it going. But no, Sammy and Sammy and they didn't do nothing like the last couple pay per views. One pay per view they were sitting in the stands watching. I forgot what pay per view it was. They did. <laughs> I think it was uh how what was it whatever the pay per view that was like after when they won the belts one of them they didn't even wrestle so like no no champion should not be wrestling on a pay per view I don't care I don't care I don't care what nobody say every champion need to be wrestling at a, on a pay per view there's no reason why Austin Theory shouldn't have had a match at the last pay per view or who no none of the tag people had matches that hardly that that last pay per view like that's the stuff that's the whole purpose of a wrestler, uh, your goal is to hold a belt. You know, wrestling is wrestling, but everybody's supposed to, the belt means you're at the top. Like everybody wants some kind of gold. I don't know why they and like that's not the that's not the end goal. That's like a, a NBA player. His goal is to get him a ring. Do what you gotta do, change teams, do whatever you gotta do. You want that ring. NFL players, you want a championship. There's some greats that never had them. That don't mean they're not great. But yo, that's still your ultimate goal. So Gunther's ultimate goal, he got a belt. Austin Theory, I mean, they do got a belt, whether they using them right or not. But like, you got the you got the Viking Raiders, you got uh Alpha Academy, you got Street Profits or whatever, Suit Profits, whatever the hell you want to call them. You still got the New Day. You you got at least seven, eight. Tag teams that that's not hasn't even tried to fight for the tag team belts. That's the right. dumbest. That's the dumbest right there. They haven't even stepped to Sammy and Sam, Sammy and um, what's on Sammy and KO should be on both shows. Since since they don't want to split them belts, they should be on both shows, back and forth, so people right. can step or or let people or get rid of this this the brand split because it don't make no sense with. All four belts to be on one person on one show. Yeah, man, I really do help the. You know, if you're gonna split the belts, this is the perfect time to do it. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Don't write into a storyline. Listen, one of the one of the tag team champions is hurt. The other one is kind of floundering around. Split up the belts, and then when KO gets better, let KO and Sammy fight for the belts that they never lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense to me. Like, right now, this don't make sense. And you got everybody kind of kind of swimming and trying to feel their way around. And a lot of people are lost, man. And it's going to be, you know, it's not. I just I just hope that they get it together, man, that some new uh, talent kind of step out and do something. Um, let's talk about on Monday Night Raw, man, this horrible-ass uh, match between Trish Stratus and uh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> I just, oh man, it's like I think Trish Stratus is kind of slowly ruining her her legacy uh, by trying to compete with these women, man. And it's just like it's very hard to watch. Uh, they had an extended match on on Monday Night Raw. Uh, that match was cut from SummerSlam, thank God, uh, because I don't know if I could have sat through that whole match and watched just Trish Stratus botch her whole her way through the whole match. It was nothing but botches. Um, 
I didn't like the match at all. And then she keeps trying to do this, uh, the handstand hurricanrana that everybody has to help out with and that she messes up every single time. Stop doing the damn move. You know what I'm talking about, LP? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I could. I couldn't be a wrestler because I'd be one of the wrestlers. That I would be honest and tell like, look, you don't don't do that no more. You can't do it no more. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't nobody want to be honest and tell you like, stop, stop trying it. You don't. You you find something new to do, but you can't. You see, Undertaker stopped doing old school after a while. Mm-hmm. Well, he couldn't get it. Them Yeah. So like, I didn't want. I wouldn't want to see him try to walk the tightrope. You pretty much got to help him walk the tightrope. <laughs> like, nah, bro. <laughs> Take it out of your arsenal if you know you can't do it no more. Yeah, Trish, Trish, Trish is ruining Becky, and she ruining her legacy at the same time. Like, cause these generation who only heard of Trish Stratus and they can see the highlights, now they looking like this is the Trish Stratus y'all guys said was yeah. the top star. This shit, and Becky is getting nothing out of this. On Becky getting left behind. Well, I ain't gonna say she getting left behind because the other women ain't doing nothing either. But Becky could at least be looking at real Ripley face or something. Like, but they ain't got Becky. They got Becky over here, like, I guess getting that check, getting them free checks. Like Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan got the easiest job in the world right now. <laughs> Easy manager. You know what I'm saying? She ain't even barely got to wrestle like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Sarah Logan is a real threat, man. She can actually really wrestle. And I, you know, they the Viking Rangers has been kind of muddled. In, in in the same kind of realm, but yeah, let some of these women face Rhea, man. You know what I'm saying? Let Zoe Starks face Rhea. Uh, Rhea just had a match with Indy Hartwell. She made Indy Hartwell look like an amateur. Uh, I don't know who Indy was trying to impress in management, but she did not do it. <laughs> she did not do it. Uh, it's kind of squandered her, her opportunity, man. Um, yeah, where's Nikki Cross? Let Nikki Cross fight real. You know what I'm saying? Let you know. I I just it just don't make sense. You kind of and I was thinking about it, right? I'm gonna ask you this question, LP, and uh, I think this is gonna be interesting to you. Who was a more dominant champion? And if they faced each other, who would win? China or Rhea Ripley? Ah, it's kind of. I know a lot of people want to compare both of them. I personally think Rhea really would destroy China because Rhea is a better wrestler. China, China, China. You got to think China got away with a lot of stuff, but you can see a lot of wrestlers now talking about China messed a whole lot of stuff up. They just covered. They covered. I I hear Jericho talk about how many times she messed up. Jeff Jarrett, you know, especially you know, they used to have to wrestle her. So yeah, they talked about they talked about a whole lot of stuff. And you gotta think China fought people like the cat. Uh <laughs> China, China didn't have no they never let Jacqueline fight China. That's the fight that should have happened. Yeah. They never never let China go against uh what's your girl? Uh what's the other black girl? Not Jacqueline. China. Jazz, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember China stepping up the jazz. Like they kept China away from the real challenges. I don't even remember China really messing with um. 
No, most of the women that China wrestled was the was them pretty wrestled them pretty girls. China did not. By the time China, them other girls came up, China started doing the guys. So no, 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 no. They made China look good, but Rhea, if you wanted to take your feelings and emotions out of it. <laughs> is a thousand times a better wrestler than China. Now China might have been stronger than Rhea, but like wrestling wise, Rhea would destroy uh China in a match. In a straight up in a straight up match. They they're they're making Rhea too dominant though, because Rhea is dominant, but there are too many females. These females can keep up with Rhea to an extent. Now they like she's just gonna go through them and and run through them like a freight train. Like, I'm not a, I, you know, I hate Natalia, but Natalia could hang in there with Rhea, and she probably could, probably, possibly beat her. But stop making Rhea like she, like she, damn, the human juggernaut. Cause she wasn't like that before. Rhea was getting beat just like any other female before. Now all of a sudden, y'all wanna make her look like, <laughs> even Charlotte Flair would, you know, don't dominate nobody like that. And they the same damn size, damn near. So yeah, they 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 be they be doing too much sometimes. You know, Rhea is dope, but let's not act like Amber Moon or uh some of these other I know she ain't even in the company no more, but just like if if some of these other females, uh your girl we just spoke about, um Valhalla or whatever the hell the damn name is. She she oh, could okay. she Sarah could give her she could give her a go. Like let's stop tripping now. She could she like I said she might not beat her, but she shouldn't be squashing all these females like that. That's where they're messing up because she don't even need to be. She gonna be squashing people like that. And I know they're not gonna do this man versus woman thing. They keep on trying to act like they want to do because this nobody wants to see that, bro. I'm I'm be honest, I don't want to see it. They they, new- they play around with it a little bit. Um, I remember when Rhea fought uh, <laughs> Akira Tozawa. That was so funny, man. I love Akira Tozawa, man. I, I think that he don't get enough play on TV, man, because I think he can really uh, carry on some comedic uh, moments. But uh, they tried to end the match, and it was uncomfortable, bro. I don't like watching those matches. I don't know. I don't know who likes watching those matches. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not sure who's requesting. That Rhea Ripley fight a dude. I don't want to see that, bro. They got <laughs> to stop building her up and have her attacking guys if they're not kind of. I tell you, I just want to see her get RKO'd, and I, that's all I want to see. I'd be happy with everything. <laughs> that's all I want to see. But like, oh, they man. gotta, they gotta, they gotta have her start losing or bring another female up. Look at uh damn near Shayna Baszler. What Shayna Baszler got to do right now? Shayna Baszler should be able to handle. Shayna would be a serious threat to Rhea. Yeah, it's like yeah, they need to this time. Like that's who Shayna Baszler need to be worrying about right now. She had that horrible match with Ronda, so I hope hopefully <laughs> she needed she need to show up next week or show up randomly and beat the hell out of Rhea. Like beat Rhea down like nobody has beat Rhea down, and then they can start building that there. But they they but- they protecting these people too damn much. Let me ask you a question now, Pete. Uh, why do you think that the Rhea Rip, excuse me, not Rhea, why do you think that the uh, Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey MMA style rules match didn't really translate to the fans on Smack uh, SummerSlam? Because it just wasn't entertaining. I don't know if you remember uh, when Ken Shamrock fought, who he fought in that damn Stu Hart dungeon. 
Um, was it Owen or some? I don't know if you remember that. Match. Was I thought that match was gonna be horrible, but that match was good. Like they they made that they made that match believable and made you think they was really fighting. This this I knew if they would if they would have made that match work, they would have had to do it somewhere else. Like they should have they should have made a little octagon or had them had them go somewhere else and like beat the shit. They should have let them shoot fight. That's what they should have did to an extent because nobody for number one nobody cared about the beef. Her turning on her out of nowhere with no kind of build up. It was shocking. I mean, it definitely was a shocking moment to me because who nobody seen that coming a mile away. But it just it didn't make no sense storyline because even that little story they tried to throw in there didn't even make. And nobody likes neither one of them, so it ain't who you who you really cheering for. So they, and then they they should have made Ronda more of a heel. In that they should have had Ronda acting a little bit more heelish, and at least Shayna would have got a little bit of uh, face energy. But like nobody was nobody was invested in it, so nobody really cared. This was my problem with Ronda Rousey. Um, when she was a baby face, and then she started getting backlash, right? Because people started seeing how she was wrestling and how she was being given and gifted everything. Um, I think that once the the natural hate kind of came to Ronda, and she did switch over to the heel character. I really didn't see her embrace the heel. Like, I didn't see her embrace. She tried, but she could have really embraced it and then ran with it and been at the top, uh, respectively. You know what I'm saying? Almost like a Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns type. That's what Ronda Rousey should have been. And the fans started revolting against her because they started realizing, hey, she can't really lead a match. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's kind of super sloppy in, in a lot of areas. And I don't know some stuff ain't really translating. To me, one of two of, two of Ronda Rousey's best matches to me, uh, well, I got to say three. She had three. Uh, was against Charlotte Flair the first time that her and Charlotte fought. And then Charlotte beat the hell out of her with that kendo stick. And everybody was like, yes, do it for us. <laughs> that was one of them. Uh, the second match was against uh, Nia Jax. She had a really good match against Nia Jax. And I don't think uh, gets enough credit, man, because Nia Jax was beating the hell out of Ronda Rousey that match. Where Ronda looked like um, she was really going to lose. And then uh, Raquel. Raquel put Ronda through the ringer. You know what I'm saying? Um, but two of those women really knew how to lead the match, and they made Ronda look good, and then Ronda was selling during that match. But for some reason, when Ronda turned heel, it didn't translate the same way with the fans, man. And it was kind of lackluster, and we wanted more. We wanted her to do more in the ring and, and be a better character and learn really how to talk. But she, I don't know. It felt like that she really didn't take – the assignment and elevated like she she needed to. She just kind of was standing on the laurels of I'm Ronda Rousey and not actually putting the dedicated work to really making her a legit legend in the ring. Although she will be a legend in the ring and future Hall of Famer for WWE for all the things that she's done for uh, the women because to be honest with you, if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey we wouldn't have had a main event uh featuring the women 
You know what I'm saying? So Ronda Rousey really opened up that door for the women to start making the bidding. But, you know, we're in a situation now where, you know, the women got to step up too, man. Everybody got to step up. You know, we want to see a better product. So, Yeah, I think that, I think, I don't know. I, I, I just think everybody at WWE, that's, that's why men kind of turned off. I just think everybody, from the writers to the wrestlers themselves, I mean, look at look at that match with Oscar, Charlotte, and Bianca. That was a horrible damn match. Like, it's horrible. Yeah, you got, I don't like it at all. You got three of the best females to ever do it. Like, how in the hell was that match that horrible? When I was watching it, I was just like, "Are you fucking serious? Like, are they high? Like, <laughs> what, what, what is wrong that this match? I mean, botches and they was they was." Calling, calling stuff out and setting stuff. It's just like I've never, I've never seen Bianca have a match so bad, and I, I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen none of the three have a match that bad. And you put all three of them together, and that's what you're gonna get. Yeah, like man, like every everybody is phoning it in right now at WWE, and they better, they better do something because love it or hate it. Or whatever, whatever issues AEW have on AEW be having some bomb match matches here and there. But I can't honestly sit here and say the last great match I seen at WWE that I was like, or great promo that I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, like really, what was the last great match? Great match, not a good match. What was the last great match that we um, seen? The last great match that I saw was uh, probably Gunther versus Chad Gable. That was a really good match. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, let me see. Great match. There ain't there ain't been a lot. Seth definitely hasn't had a great match in in a while. Not to me. I would have to go to NXT, man. NXT been putting on some bangers, man. Uh, uh the match between Carmelo Hayes and Drag uh Ilya Dragunov was a uh, was an amazing match. That match that match was really good, man. Um. Yeah, uh, NXT has some really. If I had to say who has great matches, NXT usually has some really great matches, man. Uh, with some of the talent that they have down there, so I don't know. Like I said, we they got to pick it up. You know, whether they do good or whether they do bad, man, we gonna we gonna talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We gonna talk about it. Um, I know the fans have also been uh, clamoring for more AEW content too, so uh, we're going to talk about some more of the AEW matches on the next podcast. But man, yeah, we're just asking for y'all to step it up a little bit, man, because we can see the gaps. You know what I'm saying? We super fans, Jack, so we can see the gap. We can see the gaps in the armor. You know what I mean? So I just hope that they pick it up in some type of way. Uh. Listen, Mr. Everything is not here, but LP, you know, he, he shared something with the group. And, you know, I'm kind of be critical. And I was hoping that uh, he was going to get to defend himself. But now we just got to watch it. And I want you to, he asked us, you know, hey, what do you think about this promo that I just cut? Right? You saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get your honest opinion on uh, this promo. That Mr. Everything just cut on one of his opponents. We're going to give it a grade. A through F. Uh, you already know how it is, man. So, beautiful people, prepare yourself. 
as we go back to school. Excuse me, class. Class. Shut up! Wow. Three, two. No! That's not how you respond, Trevor. Get it in your head. Victor Andrews versus Trey Havoc was planted. The moment you stepped in the ring for me to train, that's what I'm preparing you for. It's not about the title. The title, I don't mind taking it from you. But that's not what I want from you. What I want from you is for you to show me, show the world how good you are so I can show them how great I am. I need you to focus. I need you to keep your eyes on the pride and your freaking head in the game! Trey, I want the best of you. That's all I ask. It's the best of you. Because I'm going to tell you like this. If you don't stay focused, if you don't keep your eyes on me, let me tell you what's going to happen. Mr. Andrews is a monster. Mr. Everything is a beast. When you step in the ring with me, it turns into the streets. I'm tired of talking to you jokers. I'm about to stick a fork in you jokers. Because when I hit you, man, I'm going to send the ref to see you, man. It's going to be messed up how I do you, man. Because there ain't no remorse for your corpse. Because the truth is, they won't be able to identify your body. Because you'll be toothless. Oh man, crazy! What do you think about that promo that Mister Everything just cut on his opponent? I believe his name is Trey Hat. Ah, it won't, it won't bad. Uh, the the echo will throw me off a little bit. The, I guess the area he did it in was the worst place to ever do a promo. I'm gonna have yeah. to get him some microphones, man. Some portable mics that he's to yeah. have it on. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that that took a, that took away from it a little bit because it, it was just so it was just so echoey. Uh, yeah, but it won't it won't bad. It seemed, it seemed a little rehearsed though, you know, Mister Mister Everything. It like you was reading from a script, you know. Um, <laughs> I want I want to see a little bit. I want to see a little bit more of that uh that vicious energy you you can put out. You know, but yeah, it won't it won't it definitely won't it definitely won't bad. What grade would you give it? Ah, let's see. Uh, I would give that. I get it a. I get it a C plus. Cause I know I've seen him. I've seen him do much better than that. So I got. I got. I got. I got to keep it a butt with him. I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna give him a C plus. And part of that is the damn echoing. But I just. I. I. I know he can. I know he can get a little bit more with it. Yeah, man, uh, I got to agree with you on that. I think it, it was a little echoey, but uh, I think that he could really could have connected with that promo a little bit better and have a range of emotions, especially uh, within his eyes. He kind of kept his eyes kind of staring at you the whole time. <laughs> uh, I think I will give it a C plus, man. So you want to honest opinions, Mr. Everything, we're giving it to you, man. That, that was a C plus promo. We know you can do uh, 20 times better than that. So come harder next time like you does, Mr. Everything. Um, so, yeah, you heard it from you heard it first from your boy LP. LP said he gave you an F. And that what you said, LP? <laughs> No, nah, I ain't get that man no F, I ain't. 
He didn't. He didn't cut one. Uh, what's your boy? Uh, God dang, can't think the the dude promos. They call it the worst promo in the history of promos. What? What promo was that? God dang, what's his damn name? Uh, it's a white. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to find that sent it to you in the inbox. It's like one of they say it's one of the biggest. To me, it's one of the funniest shit ever. He's like, you don't got, you don't got me mad, boy. It's just <laughs> God, I'm gonna I'm find. I'm gonna find. Literally, if you Google worst wrestling promos. Jeff Farmer, that's his name. You ain't never seen a Jeff Farmer promo. Jeff Farmer, no, nah, I gotta look that up. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that as soon as we get out of there. I'm gonna send it right to your inbox. <laughs> Jeff Farmer, my man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be looking forward towards that. Uh, Stand on the Mister Everything train. Uh, I saw a video of him uh, in one of uh, the best damn uh, nations alums. Uh, let's take a look at this move that Mr. Everything get on him, man. It was it was nice. He was asking the fans what should he call it or what what you call it. So, LP, when you see this, I want you to kind of think of like one or two names that we can help Mr. Everything call this move. It looked like a finisher to me if he can execute it on everybody. But uh, let's check this out and see uh, what Mr. Everything is working with. Take three seconds out of that and then it takes to pin somebody where you're like, you're going to have to take some. But again, why is that good? Victor Andrews in this. I mean, he just took the number one contender to the limit. Look at this. Oh, he's got him up. Nathan Cross in some real trouble here. Round and round we go. Oh, my God. With no hands. That's making me dizzy. And oh, that was nasty. And still only a two count. That was pretty impressive, man. Uh, to spin a guy on your shoulders and then uh, kind of took his hands off of him uh, and then ended it with a power bomb. You know, it's pretty pretty dope move. What would you call that move, LP? Ah, uh, hmm. I'm not sure about that. I need. I, I might have to. I don't know. I, at first, at first, before he hit the end, I, I thought it was what's, what's the thing Cesaro do when he spin you around the. Uh, he calls that the UFO. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know they had a name to it. Yeah, Cesaro did it. Uh, he did it to Seth Rollins, I believe, two WrestleManias ago, um, and I thought that was absolute. Uh, great moment that, that he did with Seth Rollins when he did the, the spinning of Seth Rollins on his shoulders. Um, maybe everything goes down. Every, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He can, he, can, he can call it the 360 of death and every and every time he do another circle, he got to count it and he add it up to how many um, how many points of death to get. Like if you do it one time, it's a 360. If you do it again, well, I, I don't know what 360 plus 360. <laughs> it, can, it, can, it can have multiple. It can have multiple numbers on it. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna have to think. I don't think I've ever seen uh seen that variation of uh. Kind of, now I'm trying to I'm trying to think about everything anybody do that before. Especially I, when I, 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 remember, I don't remember seeing anybody do that move before. And like I said, I was thinking. I was like, you know, he really could make that a finisher, man. The guy kicked out of the uh, of the move, man. Um. I thought that could have been a nice finisher for Mr. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he might think about it. 
You gotta put a little bit more up there, though. They can't be kicking out. You can't do all that and they kick out now. So you gotta. Yeah, they can't do all that spinning and they kick out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be pissed off. Oh yeah. man. You gotta put this. Put more force. Put more force in it when they slam them. <laughs> yeah, just, just slam them on the head, just the, the back of his head, the beatbacks. Oh man. Well, listen, beautiful people. Uh, we got to go. LPZ. Thank you for joining me, my friend. Listen, let the beautiful people know what you got's going on and where can they find you? Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram, One Click Photography Shoots. There's always photos, fashion shows, all that good stuff that's coming up. Just keep up with me on there. Oh, man. Uh, thank you for sharing that, LP. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can follow me on all platforms at Brian Renegade and see what I got going on. Uh, of course, we got the show, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, but I also have a, a, a show that's coming up called Ain't That Autism that explores the unknowns of autism and gives people uh, advice on what they can do to help their family members develop and grow. Uh, real quick, I just want to share this with you. Uh, check out some of these slides that we have for support man just go to uh, bluehawksforautism.com uh, you can support you can donate you can buy some fresh coffee that's ground uh, two days before you get it that's roasted and ground two days before you get it I ain't never had fresh coffee like that and it tastes absolutely amazing so listen if you want to support a good cause go to bluehawksforautism.com and you can support everything that they got going on over there uh, other than that, man, you can check out my website, uh, theheadshotheroes.com. Uh, I do marketing and advertising for businesses. Uh, I still I still dust off my camera every once in a while, LP. You know what I'm saying? And give people some stuff. You know, I had to I had to look at it, man. I was like, you know what? I have at least 10 pictures that have over 2 million views on it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, as a photographer, I'm pretty happy about that. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, man. So you know, if you if you need some some advertising, and if you need some promotions, you can either hit up myself or you can hit up LP at One Click Photography Shoots. LP does every damn thing. So if you need some photography work, video work, if you need to choreograph a, a whole dance routine, you know what I'm saying, or if you just need the resident villain of the best damn wrestling podcast to tell your ass the truth, hit up LP at One Click Photography Shoots, man. <laughs> Listen, LP, you know we do this each and every week, man. Do you have a final word or a word of motivation, a word of advice to get people through the week? Do you have a word of motivation or a final word for the beautiful people? Um, I guess I'll say if you have a dream, it'll stay a dream until you wake up. 
All right, I like that. If you have a dream, say that one more time. If you have a dream, it will stay a dream until you wake up. If you have a dream, it will stay a dream until you wake up and do something about it. Amen, my brother. That's a good one right there. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to steal one that you had, uh, LP. I was looking at it uh, the other day, and I was like, that was a really good quote. And it was a quote that LP said to me. And he said, can't never could do anything. <laughs> so I'm going to reiterate that from the great LP, man. I thought that was really good. Um, if you say you can't do something, if you say you don't want to do something, can't never could do anything. So start saying I can, I will, I am. Give yourself uh, words of affirmation. You know what I'm saying? Support, surround yourself around positive messages and positive people. And stay away from saying can't because can't never could do anything. Those are great words from your boy LP that's echoed by your boy Brian Renegade. Beautiful people. What do you think about that, LP? Oh yeah, sounds good. Sounds great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to give you I had to give you writer's credit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well look, we can't hold you no more. Beautiful people. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we rescheduled our George South interview, so please stay tuned and watch out for all the advertisements for that. Um, you can go to our social media page anytime and check out and see what we got going on, man. You can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can visit our Facebook page, the BD Wrestling Podcast, where we post all of our content. Uh, you can go to our Twitter page, Best Damn Crew. You can visit us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can visit our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling. And if you want to support the show, the only thing that you have to go uh, to is our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast for as low as $5. Uh, you can get all kind of goodies, knickknacks, patty wax, and you can even give your dog a bone. Just go to the best damn wrestling podcast uh, backslash at Patreon. So go to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast to support your boy. LP. Mm -hmm. Man, go ahead and post some of them pictures that you've been taking out uh, your house photos that you did, man, on the best damn page so everybody can see what the great LP has been up to and doing. I got you. I got you. Oh, man. Beautiful people. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week on the next best damn. Wrestling Podcast. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>